1: K-Q-E-D. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Madi Bolaños in San Francisco. State utility regulators have recommended fining PG&E more than $150 million for alleged safety infrastructure they connected to a deadly fire two years ago in Shasta County. KQED's Dan Brecky reports.
0: The Zog fire started in September 2020 after a pine tree fell on a PG&E line near the town of Redding. High winds fanned the blaze, which killed four people and burned more than 200 structures. An investigation by the California Public Utilities Commission has concluded that company contractors failed to identify or remove the obviously damaged tree. Commission staff are recommending that PG&E be assessed $155 million and penalties for that failure and other alleged rule violations that penalty would be paid by PG&E shareholders not ratepayers the company has 30 days to pay the fine or file an appeal for the california report i'm dan brecky
1: One of the most competitive House races in California pits a Republican incumbent who opposed certifying the presidential election against a Democratic challenger who helped prosecute January 6th rioters. From Riverside County, KQED Politics editor Scott Schaefer reports.
0: On a warm summer night in downtown Palm Springs recently, street vendors are selling everything from scented candles to date milkshakes and Mexican helados. Lee Wilson Jr. is standing in front of a booth for the local chapter of the American Legion. We're here for the community every Thursday night. We're passing out flags to the little kids. Wilson used to be a Republican but he switched parties over what he saw as GOP extremism on guns and abortion. I'm very hardcore pro-liberty and democracy and all that kind of stuff. I'm against authoritarianism and demagoguery, shall we say. Wilson likes his current congressman, Democrat Raul Ruiz, but redistricting has put Wilson into a district that will be represented by Republican Ken Calvert, unless Democrats flip the seat. Calvert voted against certifying the election, asked Wilson if what happened on January 6th matters. Does it matter? Yeah, those guys should all be in freaking jail. Calvert is up against a 37-year-old Democrat, Will Rollins. Let me start just by saying happy Sunday to everybody. <laughs> Has everyone had a mimosa yet? At a fundraiser in Palm Springs recently, Rollins described how the former federal prosecutor helped build cases against January 6th rioters. And what was Ken Calvert, my opponent, doing while those of us in federal law enforcement were responding to that attack. He was voting to decertify the election. He was voting against a commission to even investigate the attack. Rollins is hoping to mobilize voters in part by emphasizing abortion rights and concerns about false conspiracy theories about elections. Unfortunately, they've got enablers in the House who buy into these conspiracy theories, who are willing to get onto the House floor and spread conspiracy theories that are just completely unsubstantiated. Loyola Law School professor Lori Levinson agrees and says overlooking what happened around the 2020 election is a big mistake.
1: I'm generally not an alarmist, but I do agree that democracy is at stake here. We've never seen anything like this.
0: For his part, Calvert, who has represented this region in Congress since 1993, is counting on voters to care more about kitchen table issues than the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. Look, the people uh, that I talk to are not thinking about something that happened a year and a half ago. They're thinking about what's ca- happening right now when they go to the market or when they go fill up their tank full of gasoline.
1: The literature, you just click not home, left literature. At
0: a recent Saturday morning rally for Calvert, volunteers like Frank Nelson turned out to knock on doors in Calvert's hometown, Corona. Nelson says what happened on January 6th was overblown. Because it wasn't an insurrection per se, that's, that's the other side pushing it. His wife Betty Nelson thinks the clout Calvert could have is more important.
1: He has seniority right now, and if we could take the house back, he would be the head of the Appropriations Committee, which is very powerful.
0: Voters like the Nelsons might be ready to look past the extremism that led to January 6th, but Dave Hisson isn't. He is disgusted by what happened. Dreadful. And I must tell you, I'm a Republican. A dreadful, embarrassing, humiliating. If Calvert is hoping to get support from Republicans like Hisson, he's out of luck. Because Hisson says he's not even going to vote. At my age... And in my tax bracket, I choose not to get involved because I really don't care. My happiness is a lot more important than watching a bunch of kids fighting each other. We'll know soon whether voters here go with a Trump-endorsed Republican who's won 15 straight elections here or a fresh face who helped prosecute rioters who tried to keep Trump in power after he lost the election. For the California Report, I'm Scott Schaefer in Palm Springs.
1: This story is part of a project from the California Newsroom, a collaboration of California's public radio stations, NPR, and CalMatters. California voters will weigh in on high-profile political offices like Governor and Congress this fall, but they'll also be voting on four California Supreme Court justices. Here's why, according to CalMatters justice reporter Baronda Lyons. California voters only vote on Supreme Court and appellate court justices every gubernatorial election, so every four years. It's called a retention election, and voters can either vote yes or no if they want to keep a justice on the bench. Typically, overwhelmingly, justices are retained. However, in the case, say, one is voted off the bench, then the governor would have an opportunity to appoint someone else. That's CalMatters' Baranda Lyons talking about state Supreme Court elections. Among those on the November ballot is Associate Justice Patricia Guerrero, who's up for the position of Chief Justice. If she's confirmed, she would be the first Latina to lead the state's high court. Fun fact, California has one of the most diverse Supreme Court benches in the country. And that's the California Report for Wednesday, October 26th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.
0: Support for the California Report comes from Paint Care, now with 834 drop-off sites in California where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at paintcare.org. Stanford HealthCare, alerting listeners to the critical blood shortage in the area, Now's the time to donate blood and make a difference, stanfordbloodcenter.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Ocean Institute. Coming this fall, the launch of research vessel FALCOR-2, advancing the frontiers of ocean science and exploration, on the web at schmidtocean.org
1: Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book.
0: dot -dot kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.